Hello and welcome to another podcast. My name is Andrew Wetzel. I'm a full-time agent with Long & Foster. I'm also a realtor, an associate broker, an ethics instructor, and a mediator. I've been moving sellers and buyers since 1996. Thank you for taking the time to listen. The topic of today's podcast is buyer regrets, hopefully too few to mention. Many buyers express regrets after moving into their next home. Some feel the need to resell it, which can cost thousands of dollars in closing costs, not to mention the possibility of their selling it for less than they paid. Others will remain in the house and deal with whatever regrets they have. Over the years, many sellers have told me that they should not have bought their house. This is worse than buyer's remorse, which may cause a buyer to terminate an agreement before taking possession. That still may have serious costs attached to it, especially if the buyer defaults on a purchase agreement. Either way, I respectfully suggest that many, if not most, buyer regrets are the direct result of buyers choosing to conduct a search their way instead of following a tried-and-true plan. Many buyers wait to hire an agent so that they are left to fend for themselves in the early part of the process. Competition may also lead to a hasty purchase decision. The 24-7 availability of information gives many buyers a comfortable feeling about the process. However, they are at best receiving a lot of conflicting, incomplete, or false information rather than using real knowledge. When I meet a buyer, I ask that they do two things. Get financially pre-qualified so that they know their situation and comfort level and determine what their wants and needs are so that we can begin to focus on identifying locations, prices, and features for them to consider. Once they start to embrace those two foundations, we can really begin to put together a list of properties for them to consider. Unfortunately, many buyers get distracted by the lure of seeing houses, which may lead to their finding one they think they like without their being prepared to pursue it or knowing if it's really the best one available for them. So what is my plan? I use their information to do an initial MLS search. The criteria I use will likely evolve, but we have to start somewhere. Of course, I fully expect my clients to search online as they consider different options, as well as to attend open houses and do anything else that they think they need to do, as long as I know the best criteria to search for. We're a team and need to have the same goal. If my search reveals dozens of houses, I suggest they narrow their focus. If I only identify a handful, they should likely expand their options. My typical buyer makes a purchase decision after actually viewing 10 to 12 houses. Trust me, after a while they start to blend together. Many buyers forget what we saw by the time that the house tour ends, so I try to limit a tour to 5 or 6 houses, but that depends on what they want and their circumstances. Buyer agents who do relocation are probably laughing at this point. I have shown 17 or 18 houses during a tour, but that generally makes no sense for most of us, even if the houses are tightly clustered. After identifying the initial list of properties, I email them to my clients and ask them to look at them and then drive by all of them so that they can prioritize them. This is not a perfect situation as the MLS may be incomplete as far as pictures and descriptions so a buyer may not really be sure that they will like the home. If they wait for the agent to complete the MLS information, it may be too late to get in, let alone to make an offer. Even though a specific listing may not appeal to them, driving into and through neighborhoods may help a buyer evaluate whether they like those areas or not, especially if they are not familiar with an area they have chosen to consider. 
They may think they know an area really well, but probably have not traveled in every street. The goal is twofold. We want to finalize a list of wants and needs to help me continue to identify new possibilities as they come on the market and to start the process of looking inside. For example, if a buyer narrows a list down to 10 properties and we see the best five, they're more likely to feel comfortable making an offer if a specific house really stands out. If a buyer starts to haphazardly look into random houses with different agents, especially if they're using the listing agents, they may find one they like but fear making an offer because something better may be available. The buyer's the boss and gets to decide what to do. My role is to advise. The process of getting the settlement may have its ups and downs, and the stronger a buyer is committed to owning a specific house, the more likely they are to work through any issues that may arise, such as with inspections, rather than wishing they had spent more time looking. Most of my buyers remain in their homes for many years. I look at a house as something you grow into rather than out of. My focus is their long-term happiness rather than hoping they will buy and sell frequently. Hire wisely. We are not all the same. Thank you again for listening.